Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. It's time to talk politics. It's Hardline on News Radio 930 WBEN. And welcome to Hardline. This is Kevin Hardwick. You know, a, a, a previous host of this show, Dave Debo, used to always open up by saying, what a week to talk about politics. That was his catchphrase. <laughs> Uh, yeah, uh, I, I would only say what a week, what a difference a week makes. Uh, when I signed off with, uh, Erie County Executive, uh, Mark Polencars and others last week, had no idea that we were going to have this, this week. Uh, it is, uh, it has changed so many things. One hour from now, we'll be talking about that with the Democrat candidate for Chris Collins' congressional seat, uh, Nate McMurray, the current supervisor of Grand Island. He'll be live in studio. Uh, I am not worthy to question him alone with everything that's going on, so I'll be joined by Ryan Whalen of Capital Tonight of uh, Spectrum News. Also, Dave Graber of uh, uh, Channel 4 will be helping me with the questions. For the first hour, however, uh, for help, I'm stuck with uh, uh, Bill Conrad of <laughs> Town of Tonawanda Board and Kenton, a social studies teacher. So, Bill, I, I, I guess thanks for coming. Well, welcome. Right, I'm welcome very warmly here. I, I've got a question for. I'm getting a lot of texts today. Is Kevin Hardwick uh, going to enter the 27th? I, uh, I am. I am definitely out. Uh, Carl Palladino may say he's in. I am. I am out. Okay. You, you, do not you heard have it to here first. Question. You heard you it not, here first publicly. You do not have. Yes. Uh, yes. I'm sorry. I've got uh, other things to do. I've got to clean the gutters this afternoon. Okay. So I right. got other things going on. My question for you is: uh, Shouldn't you be preparing for? Like rugby and school and all of that stuff. Uh, you know, just, is, uh, is rugby a fall sport? It, it is. Is for rugby college. a sport? Let it, me it ask is, you that. It first. is. It's, okay. a, it's a gentleman's sport of all things. Really? Yeah. yeah. It's a fall for the college, but uh, no. I, I had a shooting tournament with the kid this weekend and uh, some fishing. So. All right. Well, listen. Our our first hour guest is the district attorney of uh, Erie County, also from the town of Tanawanda. John Flynn. John, welcome to our, our program. You, you, you've met Bill before and you'll have to forgive. I have met Bill. <laughs> I've, I've met both of you well, before. Well, listen, l- listen, let me, let me, let me get serious here and talk to you. The, the reason I wanted to bring you in, last week I talked to the Erie County Executive Mark Polencars about my, you know, my anguish over what's going on in the city of Buffalo. And I asked, uh, April Baskin was co-hosting. Mm-hmm. She's a, uh, county legislator from the city of Buffalo. And I asked her whether things are getting worse or it's just what I see on TV because you see grandmothers getting killed mm. with their grandsons. You see a mother getting killed at 145, not 145 in the morning, but 145 in the afternoon with her three kids in the back seat of the car. And things are bad. And, and I talked to him. I asked him if, if it's, if it's just a city of Buffalo problem, mm-hmm. uh, that they have to deal with or if the county has a role. And he reeled off some things that the county is doing. Our crime lab is turning around things quicker and, 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 and so forth. And I guess my question to you as Erie County DA, um, you know, what are, what are your thoughts about what's happening in, uh, in Buffalo? It is getting worse, isn't it? And, and, and what can, you know, what is your office doing to? Well, as the, uh, as a district attorney, Kevin, I, I am, uh, the chief law enforcement official here in Erie County. Mm-hmm. And it is my responsibility to, 
uh, prosecute uh, all crimes that occur here in Erie County. And the tangential uh, spinoff of that is that it is my job to keep the streets safe. When, when, when you are the chief law enforcement official here in Erie County, it is your responsibility to ensure uh, that uh, people have a safe place to live, work, and play. And that is what I do each and every day when I go and work. The, the answer to your initial question about whether or not this is getting better or worse uh, or just seems to be worse is, um, is, 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 a, is a, a difficult question in the sense that the answer is both yes and no. Mm-hmm. It, is, it, it is yes from the sense of getting worse uh, when you have a grandmother and her grandchild who are uh, killed. When you have two weeks later a mother in her car with her three children who is basically gunned down inside of her car in front of her three children. In broad daylight. In broad broad daylight. daylight. There there was when, you know, this city and this country had a, a significant crack cocaine epidemic back in the 80s and early 90s. And that crack cocaine epidemic predominantly hit the inner cities across this nation, and it spun off into mass violence. There, there was always kind of an unwritten rule uh, amongst the various gang members back in the day uh, that women and children would not get involved in the violence. We're not seeing that now. And so we've seen here in the city of Buffalo uh, women and children who are now involved in the violence. And, and that makes this much worse. Now, the, the, the good news, I guess, if, you know, if you can, if you can use the phrase good mm-hmm. news after saying that. Yeah. The, the, the good news is that not only here in the city of Buffalo, but statewide and nationwide, crime overall is going down as a whole. Um, there was just a, a recent study by the, by, uh, by, by, by uh, uh, a number of uh, think tanks uh, here in this country, which shows that violent crime uh, and homicides have gone down nationwide in some areas 20, 30 percent. You know, you hear about a place like New York City where things are apparently getting a lot better. I have a son who lives in New York City. Then you look at cities like Chicago oh, where it's just – Just this yeah, weekend, just, Chicago. Yeah, I just, mean, just terrible. And Buffalo seems to be unfortunately trending a little bit more towards Chicago. No, I know that you have you have lawyers and, and they can't go out and protect people on the streets like right. the, the police do. And you have investigators who, who, who help solve these things. They work hand-in-hand with the police. Yeah. Uh, but what you know is is uh, given the the uh, increase in uh, crime in the streets of Buffalo, is there anything that that your office can do, or do you just have to rely on prosecuting the the people that the the police turn over to you? No, we we work hand in hand with the Buffalo Police Department. Uh, our our homicide prosecutors and our uh, the, the unit I have is called uh, a tactical prosecution, which is, which is involved with the gangs. They they work hand in hand with the Buffalo Police Department, trying to solve these crimes. So we work every day uh, with the investigators uh, uh, from the Buffalo Police Department, uh, tracking down leads, talking to witnesses, uh, addressing legal issues, uh, trying to uh, solve these crimes. My co-host Bill Conrad has a question for you, John. Uh, John, one of the big issues uh, in the community, of course, is school violence. And I, I noticed recently you, you called for a uh, ADA or Assistant District Attorney Liaison uh, Task Force to school districts. Can you elaborate what the, the goal is or the outcomes that you're hoping to achieve with that or what, the, what they're supposed to do? Sure. Um, uh, 
about two months ago, uh, after the last, um, you know, mass school shooting that we saw down in Florida, sure, uh, I, I thought that it was uh, appropriate for my office to uh, get involved with the school districts here in Western New York to uh, to, to help them identify uh, individuals in the school who may be prone to violence and to kind of overall coordinate. Uh, some safety concerns. So what I did, uh, I established a school liaison program. Now I have uh, one of my di- uh, assistant district attorneys assigned to every school district here in Erie County. And that assistant district attorney works with the school resource officers mm-hmm. in the school, the, the uh, administration officials in the school district, and we try to uh, you know, uh, enhance uh, uh, safety issues in the school. We try to uh, identify perhaps individuals who may be prone to violence, and we work on on threats. Uh, you know, a- a- after the latest, uh, uh, like I said, school shooting that we had down in Florida a few months ago, uh, w- within a month we had numerous threats in copycats. a number of schools, copycats, copycats a number of schools here in Erie County. And so we needed to address those. We need to investigate those and make sure that they didn't lead to actual we, violence. We are we are due for a break, but when we come back from the break, I'm going to ask John Flynn, the district attorney who's sitting in with us today, uh, specifically questions about, about gang violence. Listen, if you want to get on board, if you have questions for the district attorney of Erie County, John Flynn, give us a call, 803-0930, 803-0930. Bill Conrad, my guest co-host today, is along for the ride. I'm Kevin Hardwick. You're listening to Hardline on News Radio 930 WBEN. And welcome back to Hardline. Kevin Hardwick here, sitting here with my co-host, uh, uh, Bill Conrad <laughs> from the town of Tonawanda. Also from the town of Tonawanda, our district attorney in Erie County, John Flynn, is with us here for the rest of the hour. Uh, John, before the break, I, I teased I was going to ask a question about gangs. You know, the uh, uh, the president is big on this MS-13 gang. Now, I had never heard of the MS-13 gang before the president started talking about it, and I'm sure it's a big problem. Is that a, Have they found their way here to Erie County? They're, they're a big problem nationwide. They're especially a big problem uh, in, uh, in New York City. Uh, they, 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 they have found their way a- a- across the country, but they're not our biggest problem here in the city of Buffalo. Um, we, we have, uh, we, we, right, right now, the, the violence that we're seeing uh, on the east side is, uh, is mainly coming from uh, two uh, separate gangs, which is the gang in the central, in the central park area of, of, of Buffalo and the gang in the Fruit Belt area of Buffalo. Th- those are the two main gangs that are uh, causing the rash of violence that we've seen in the past month or so, and and that's what we're focusing on at this time. Now, now, now is it a case where they're going back and forth? They're, yes. they're shooting each other? Yes. And, and innocent people are getting caught in the crossfire? Absolutely. I think wow. that, that's exactly what's happening. Is this, uh, you know, is this something we've seen in the past in in Buffalo? I mean, uh, we've heard of other gangs. I mean, uh, what's the life cycle of a gang? I mean, forgive me. I mean, I... I, yeah. you know, a little bit naive. I guess I'm glad I'm naive you're not, you're that I don't I don't run into gangs yeah. that often. Well, but, but I mean, what is the life cycle of a gang? Well, I mean, the the, the life cycle of gangs, unfortunately, is uh, a lot of times indefinite. The the uh, whether or not they are uh, extremely active, though, is kind of the parameter that we use. Uh, you know, for example, you know, a number of years ago on the west side of Buffalo, there was a gang called the 10th Street Gang. Mm-hmm. The, uh, the the federal government, uh, you know, the FBI basically came in and, and you know, along with DEA and our federal partners, 
uh, basically took down that gang uh, a number of years ago. And so that, that, that gang, I mean, you, you can see the west side of Buffalo now. The west side of Buffalo is, 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 is booming now. It's totally transformed the neighborhood. You know, that, that's what we're trying to do uh, on the east side of Buffalo, where, you know, we have the medical campus mm-hmm. on the east side of Buffalo. And the whole fruit belt is, is, is getting revived now. And so we're trying to uh, eliminate these gangs, not only in the fruit belt, but in other parts of the east side of Buffalo to, to make the whole city beautiful. How do you, how do you eliminate them? You, 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 you go after them uh, 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 for small crimes at first. You, you mm-hmm. get them on a drug charge. You get them on a gun charge. And then you hopefully can then you know, get in, inside the gang uh, and then break it up that way. Wait, 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 when you murder. say you start with small crimes like drug crimes, I mean, does, does that run counter to the, the, uh, the, the, the wave of decriminalizing drug crimes? Well, it, it, the only crime, the only drugs we're talking about decriminalizing is marijuana. Mm-hmm. Uh, that there, there's been no discussion across the country and around here about decriminalizing any other drugs. Uh, the the individuals who you want to target uh, in these gangs is, is is not the guy who's holding a you know a small bag of marijuana. You know, the the, the target here is the guy um, who is selling the cocaine, the guy who's selling the mm-hmm. heroin or fentanyl. Mm-hmm. Those are the guys you go after, and then hopefully, if you get enough of them, you know, guns come with drugs. And if you get the drugs off the street, you get the guns off the street, then you'll work on getting the individuals off the street who are committing the shootings. And then hopefully, that, 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 you know, that's how you attack these situations. You know, John, one of the, the big issues that we keep seeing and, and, and so on is, is that this stuff is spreading. It's spreading to suburbs and so on. Is there any threat to the suburbs of, of the city outside of it? Well, there's always a threat. I mean, crime is, uh, 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 cr- crime is obviously more centralized in the, in the city of Buffalo, and it's more centralized in, in certain part, uh, pockets of the city of Buffalo. But th- that doesn't mean that drug dealers uh, are not expanding and going into the suburbs to sell drugs. Uh, you know, obviously the, um, the you know people who live in a suburban community, there you know there's a there's a market for drugs everywhere. And yeah. so I, I don't I don't encourage anyone to uh, rest on their laurels at all. I mean, you know, I, I encourage everyone to be vi- uh, uh, you know v- vigilant here. Uh, I I'm constantly uh, meeting with uh, suburban police chiefs and suburban police departments to talk about reducing the crime in their areas. Again, you know, listen here. Let's be honest. We're we're not seeing the, you know the drive-by shootings no. in East Aurora. Okay? No, I mean that, 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 that's the reality. All right. So obviously, my my focus on uh, you know uh, serving East Aurora is different than my focus on serving the East Side of Buffalo. Oh, without a doubt. Uh, yeah. So you know, but but that doesn't mean I'm neglecting. Neglecting East Aurora, no. uh, you know, I I am I am, uh, I, I am uh, you know, uh, I represent the whole county. So I just have different challenges in different areas of the county that I have to uh, focus my attention on, and I have to use my resources um, in, in the best possible manner. If you're just tuning in, we're talking to Erie County District Attorney John Flynn this morning. We've got about a minute and a half before the break, John. Let me just ask you a quick question. After the break, uh, we're going to clean up some phone calls, and we're going to we're going. To, I want to move into talking about the opioid epidemic. Uh, now, one of the things you did uh, in the opioid epidemic is you said we're going to have some some sort of a version of a zero tolerance policy. If you you know you do this, we're going to come down hard on you. Um, is have you contemplated, or are you doing anything similar with this this crime spree in Buffalo? Akin uh, to that, yes. Uh, I I am taking uh, a much harder look at 
uh, individuals uh, who are caught with possession of an illegal weapon. You know, I am taking a look on it from a bail standpoint where I am now telling my assistant district attorneys to uh, ask for more bail or, or, or quite frankly, flat out ask for remand mm-hmm. and, and, and don't let these individuals out while they're on bail. Uh, you know, uh, don't, don't let them out while they're pending charges uh, because the, the, these, these gun crimes I'm looking at now as being a serious crime in the sense that these individuals know that they are facing a, a serious offense now with a gun charge and therefore uh, they're a flight risk now. All right. Uh, that brings us up to the break. When we return, Erie County District Attorney John Flynn will be here. Bill Conrad, my co-host, will be here. I'm here. Uh, I'll be here. I'm Kevin Hardwick. I'm obviously here. Uh, and we'll uh, we'll get to some of your phone calls. Uh, if you want to get in line, 803-0930, the number to call, 803-0930. Again, I'm Kevin Hardwick. You're listening to Hardline on News Radio 930 WBEN. And welcome back to Hardline. Kevin Hardwick here. Top of the hour. We'll be joined live in studio by Nathan McMurray. Nate is the Grand Island supervisor currently, but he's also the Democratic candidate for the New York 27th Congressional District. That's a district currently uh, occupied by Chris Collins. Of course, you know there's a lot going on there. Since it's such a big deal, I've got uh, Dave Graber from Channel 4 coming in and Ryan Whalen from Spectrum News uh, to help with the questioning. Again, if you tuned in earlier, you know that this hour I'm just stuck with uh, Bill Conrad from <laughs> the town of Tonawanda, uh, our, our AAA affiliate Thank you. Uh, down Thanks. there in Tonawanda. <laughs> Um, the town of town. And and but we do have a a a major league candidate here, and that's uh, that's uh, not candidate, but a major league uh, player, John Flynn, Erie County District Attorney. Uh, John, we've got some mop up to do with the gang questions, but I want to go to the phones now. Uh, if you want to get on board, eight zero three zero nine thirty, the number to call. Let's go first to Bob in Buffalo. Bob, welcome to the program. Thank you for holding. Uh, good morning. Uh, good morning. To Mr. Flynn, the Central Park area is in the Maston District. There's actually a street called Central Park. It was it's adjacent, it used to be adjacent to the uh, old Central Park Plaza, which doesn't exist anymore. That street is approximately a half a mile from the Central Park neighborhood. These are two distinct geographic areas in, in the city. You might want to uh, address that in the future and uh, make sure your staff uh, knows the difference. Yeah, well, they, they they do, Bob. Thanks a lot. The the uh... The, the the this area though is uh you know g- gang gang members uh in the city of buffalo you know really just don't focus on a one or two streets they they spread out um in in a, in a wide geographic area there so uh you know there there are a number of streets and a number of sections in the city of buffalo that are that are that that are in that general vicinity there that are that are being subject to to to, to unwarranted and, violence here and we thank bob for that call we go next to jack in buffalo jack uh welcome to the program uh, yeah, there's uh, supposed to be something on the books called Project Exile. It's a uh, deterrent to crime, but it's seldom used by the uh, district attorney offices and the judges. I was just wondering uh, what it's all about. Thanks for putting that on the table, Jack. I'm going to drop you, and uh, you can listen to the uh, uh, answer on the air. Yeah, Jack, Pro- Project Exile is uh, it's actually pretty big in Rochester, and it's, it's funny you mention it. We, we're going to, uh, we had a meeting earlier this week to... Uh, uh, to talk about perhaps uh, you know bringing that to Buffalo and, and looking at different areas uh, uh, of that program where we can again you know hopefully uh, use all the mechanisms that are out there to uh, you know to, to reduce crime. Excellent. 
Okay, uh, uh, Bill Conrad has one more question on gangs before we move on to opioids, as I announced before the break. Uh, one of the big things that we think about when I think of gangs and recruitment is uh, prisons and how uh, you know prison systems kind of lend themselves to gang uh, you know violence, but also recruitment. H- how much do you guys in the DA's office work with gang investigation units in prisons to get intelligence on these things and to kind of really operate? Well, uh, Bill, we we work. Uh uh, in all areas of the intelligence uh, sector, uh, you know, uh, prisons, uh, uh, you know, uh, out on the streets to try to get uh, information. And, you know, w- w- one of the areas that is, um, is, is kind of on my radar that, you know, I- I've been trying to find a balancing act for is uh, an issue where I-, I mentioned earlier to Kevin about, you know, Cracking down on some of these cases where it's just a drunk, a a, a, a gun possession case. Sure, you, you you might have a mostly young men. Uh, you might have a young man who um, it, it may not be a full fledged gangbanger yet. He he may be on that path, and he may be starting to hang around with the wrong crowd, but he's not there yet. If if he gets picked up for an illegal gun. That, that that's a C violent felony. That that's an automatic minimum three and a half years in state prison. So if I if I make the, the, you know this kid take that C violent felony, it could be his first offense, sure. no priors at all. But he's picked up now with a gun. If I send he's, him, he's the, in the pipeline. He's right? in the pipeline now. Okay. okay. If I send him to prison now, state prison for three and a half years, at say twenty one, twenty two years old. He's getting out of prison at like 24, 25 now. And the, and the problem is he's coming out perhaps a full-fledged gangbanger now, okay? Yes, yeah. that, that, that's a problem that I have. So I ask myself, do I, do I do something now to perhaps save this kid? Do I, do I perhaps offer him probation uh, and, and, and make him plead to a D felony instead of a C felony where he has a chance now to get probation, where he has a chance now you know, to go back and get a GED, to go through counseling, whatever it may be, to, to get him off that path. That, that, that's the dilemma that I face every day. Okay, thank if, you. If, if you're just tuning in, we're talking to John Flynn, the Erie County District Attorney this morning. John, I want to move on and talk a little bit about the opioid dem- epidemic. I talked to Mark Polenkar's Erie County Executive last week about this, and I made the case to him that, uh, you know, like everywhere else in the nation, Erie County was a little bit late to the table on opioids. A lot of people died before I, as a county legislator, even figured out what was going on. But once we found out about it, I think what we did in Erie County was right up there with anywhere in the country. I think that, you know, many people would look at us as a as a model for how to respond. Um, I, I know that you had a hand in this. Everybody was like all hands on deck. Do you want to talk a little bit about your uh, agency's uh, response to that epidemic? Sure. The uh, my, my agency has a has a twofold response. The, the first response that I have is that I am looking at the individuals who are addicted to opioids, who are, who are caught with either uh, small amounts of, uh, of opioids, uh, you know, possess, uh, drug possession charges, or they are charged with larceny, trespass, some minor offense where their, their criminal behavior stems from their opioid addiction. Those kind of people I want to help. Those kind of people I want to not treat as criminals per se. You, you know, in the city of Tonawanda, Judge Mark Saltarelli, I'm from the city of mm-hmm. Tonawanda, I know Mark well, 
uh, has his drug court there, sure. and he touts his uh, his success sure. with the sort of people you're just talking about. Absolutely, and and we're and we're doing that. We're, you know, we're, we're Buffalo and Erie County um, uh, is not is not just on board now with this opiate problem. We we are leaders in this problem because we are the first uh, city in the country to establish an opioid court. Mm-hmm. We established it last May in 2017, so it's been about a year now, and three months now. Now, you said you, you, you had a two-fold approach to this. Yeah. Is, one is kind of compassionate, and Correct. I think the other one the second, is The second different. one is a hammer. The second, the second uh, part of my, my equation, what I do in my office, is we want to uh, go after the drug dealers and prosecute uh, 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 strongly those who are found to be selling the opioids, especially heroin and fentanyl, in addition to prosecuting them for the drug uh, dealing charges, if I can prove that a drug dealer sold a specific batch of fentanyl to an individual and that person died of a drug overdose, I'm going to go after that individual for a I, homicide. I think defense. there was a case of that recently, wasn't yeah, there, in the I, news? I, I've had two of those so far. Uh, where I, I have prosecuted an individual for uh, a manslaughter charge uh, for uh, uh, giving someone uh, a fentanyl. Wasn't it like his girlfriend or something? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Uh, listen, we have to take another break, and we'll have one more segment with John Flynn, Erie County District Attorney. Bill Conrad uh, from the town of Tonawanda will be along for the ride. I'm Kevin Hardwick. Uh, if you have phone calls, if you want to get in, uh, I probably can squeeze one or two more in. 803-0930, the number to call. I'm Kevin Hardwick. You're listening to Hardline on News Radio 930 WBEN. Okay, welcome back to Hardline. Kevin Hardwick here with my co-host for this hour, Bill uh, Conrad from the town of Tonawanda. I keep forgetting his name. Um, and and you know, I sued the guy once, but yeah, anyway, three that's, times that's, actually. Three times. Okay, we let bygones be bygones. <laughs> Anyway, Bill and I ran against each other for uh, county legislature a few years ago. There's a little bit of bad blood here. So some history, terrible uh, bad where, blood, yeah. John, the DA, that's why the DA is here today. John, the referee. Uh, John Flynn, uh, yeah, separ- separating us. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we have one more segment. After that, the uh, top of the hour, we're bringing in Nate McMurray. He is the uh, Democrat candidate for Chris Collins' congressional seat. A lot going on in that race, obviously. Uh, uh, along for the ride will be Ryan Whalen of uh, Spectrum News and Dave Graber of Channel 4. They'll be helping me with the questions. Uh, after that, by the way, I'm not sure how many phone calls we'll be able to squeeze in, but after that, uh, we've got the premiere of, I guess we'll call it the Joe Beamer Show uh, or the Beam Machine. I don't know. What do you want to go with, Joe? Uh, I'm not sure it's the premiere, but we're doing uh, live continued coverage on the Collins Fallout 1 to 4. So make sure you call in and give anything, you know, who you'd like to see run, what you think of the congressman now. All right, all right, all right. That show hasn't started yet. That's still my show. So, (laughs) you know, I said I'd promote it, but let's not get carried away here. Um, Let's let's do this. Let's get us away from Joe Beamer. Uh, You can listen to him all you want, one to four. Uh, Right now, let's go back to the phones at 804, uh, 804, 803. Eight, what, what is what is the phone number? 803-0930. Boy, you've got me flustered. Uh, Dave in Lockport, help us out here. Welcome to the program. Yeah, 804, I dialed the wrong number. Yeah, no, I know. Well, you somehow got it. 803-0930. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, look, I'll, I'll, I'd like to preface my question by saying I believe any time a problem is uh, touched by politics, it not only gets worse, it doesn't get solved. It gets worse. And uh, the, <laughs> what's bothering me here is is this this 
grouping everything together under the phrase of uh, this opioid epidemic. Because my feeling is uh, grandma's only got so many oxys or hydrocodones to steal, okay? You, you don't get heroin out of grandma's medicine cabinet. You go out on the street and you buy it. And what I think is being done are the two things are being conflated so that, so that we can blame somehow the uh, pharma companies for uh, heroin and cocaine and fentanyl when the 800-pound gorilla in the room is, why don't, why don't we asking the politicians how they feel about building the damn wall to try and keep the drugs from coming here that are killing all the kids? Well, well, I think it's if I could jump in here before we we hear from the district attorney, David. I think it's I think the problem is twofold. I mean, the pharmaceutical companies do bear a lot of the responsibility here because uh, you you need to talk to some of the uh, the survivors of some of the victims to find that you know they had a knee surgery or back surgery or whatever. And they got hooked, and or, then their uh, doctor cut them com- off. Combat veterans, and then they went, uh, yeah, combat veterans, and then they went out on the street when they got cut off, uh, and they couldn't steal more pills from grandma or whatever, and they had to get their heroin there. Now, let me shoot it over to the d- district attorney and see if I'm right, David. Thank you for for bringing that point up. Yeah, Dave, thanks for your call, and I I agree with you, Dave, that we have to, uh, uh, you know, do a better job, obviously, of keeping drugs, uh, uh you know, coming from uh, outside the country. You know, mainly. The heroin, the heroin's coming from Mexico, and the fentanyl's coming from China, and we do need to do a better job to uh, to stop it from coming in. But the as as Kevin and Bill just said here, what what we're seeing and what we've seen over the course of the past ten to fifteen years here is individuals who are taking drugs out of grandma's cabinet, cabinet, all right, the opioids, crushing them up, and then either snorting them or. Uh, uh, you know, uh, liquefying them and, and shooting it in their arm. And then when the high isn't good enough, then they're going now to the, to the heroin. And then they're, now they're going to heroin, they're using heroin, and the high is not good enough there, so now they're going to fentanyl. And then now they're dying. So we've seen a progression, unfortunately, from grandma's drug cabinet to heroin to uh, synthetic just, o- or just now. plain and, old overprescription. Correct, and 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 that and that and that's how the problem has has progressed here. Bill Conrad has one more question on this topic, and then we'll move on. Uh, John, you know, one of the things I, I hear from uh, some of the police officers is that uh, people are reluctant to call in if they need help for heroin and so on. And I know that recently there's been put some laws in the books where if someone has overdosed and you do call in, they they won't be charged for possession. What's your thoughts on those laws? I know we talked about that. Yeah, the the, the Erie County uh, Task Force or opioid task force uh, has done a great job overall of uh, of working on this problem here in western new york and they and they have what they call the reap program which is the rapid enforcement uh, application program which um, is uh, spawns off a, a new program or a different program called uh, angels and, and angels are volunteers who if you call into a police department and say that you have drugs, you have needles, you have whatever, and you want to turn it in, then you will be hooked up with a volunteer who's called an angel to walk you through the process. And basically, they will dispose of your drugs uh, and dispose of the, of the paraphernalia uh, and, and not arrest you. Yeah. And so, again, th- th- this is part of the overall compassionate side here for 
uh, the drug users who we're trying to look at from a health-related standpoint and not a criminal standpoint. But don't get me wrong. I, I you know, there, 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 there is a touchy-feely side of me when it comes to that. But then there is the hardcore side of me, which is going to put these drug dealers away in jail. Yeah. So I, I'm kind, I'm kind of, a, I'm kind of bipolar here. Let me let me move on. We only have a few minutes left, John, and I did want to get to something. We're not going to do, do it justice, but your your predecessor in the DA's office was criticized for not uh, pursuing election law violations uh, as extensively as perhaps he could have. What what is what is and and you know his argument was you know there are other more serious things going on. What is your feeling vis-a-vis uh, election law violations? Well, well that, that that is definitely not my uh, philosophy. Uh, I I investigate. Uh, all crimes that come through my door. And I, I follow the evidence wherever it leads, uh, whether it's a violent crime, whether it's a, uh, a, a small white collar crime, uh, whether it's election law crime. And we, we, we currently have a number of election law cases uh, that we uh, are investigating right now. Um, we took over a number of election law cases from the old administration and, uh, and, and prosecuted those. Uh, and so I, I, if you out there um, know of an election law violation, call my office. I, I have a special white collar slash special investigation bureau in my office that handles white collar crimes that include uh, election law violation crimes. Uh, and we will uh, investigate those and if warranted, prosecute are there any election law cases that you're you're currently looking at right now that you're gaining a lot of press that you're looking into? That? Well, we're 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 looking at we're, we're looking at a spinoff from the uh, from, from the Maziar's case. Okay. Uh, there, uh, you know, it's it's, it's not it's, it's not. The, it's not per se um, election law where it has to deal with you know peti- you know uh, uh, petitions and getting on the ballot. Sure. But uh, there, there there is some uh, there are some aspects of it where um, you know uh, former Senator Maziarz uh, has uh, accused a couple of his um, uh, former staff members and a couple of his uh, uh, campaign uh, personnel of. Uh, of, of of some activity that he believes is illegal, and uh, you know we're looking into that, okay. um, and we're looking at a, n- a number of other areas too. Excellent. Well, we've we've only got about a minute left, John. What uh, uh, since becoming DA, what uh, uh, major changes have you made in the office? Wow, I, I've made a, I've made a lot of changes in the office. Uh, I have uh, I, I believe that. One of the things that I wanted to do right away, and I think I have done in the year and a half that I've been DA, is is change the relationships uh, in the office with regard to uh, law enforcement. Uh, I have uh, gone out of my way, uh, piggybacking on the school liaison program that I talked about. Uh, I've also established a police liaison program where I have an ADA, an assistant district attorney in my office that's assigned to every police agency here in Erie County as well. And I am working hand in hand with law enforcement officials uh, throughout the county to do what I said uh, initially when I first got on the program here. You, you know, that was a totally unfair question of me to ask with only a minute left <laughs> because we are, we are out of time. Yeah, you can but I do want to thank my first hour guest, uh, Erie County uh, District Attorney John Flynn, also Bill, uh, what's his name? Conrad. Oh, yeah, Conrad what's his name? from the town of Tonawanda for sitting in and co hosting this half hour. <laughs> Thanks for having me. Listen, you. we have to take a break. We've got the top of the uh, hour news, but when we come back, Nathan McMurray is our feature guest he is running uh well right now he's running against chris collins even though chris collins has suspended his campaign uh we'll talk to him about that and other things i'm kevin hardwick you're listening to hardline on news radio 930 wben all-star closer kenley jansen we have a question what's the best podcast of all time 
Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact. So jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.